Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizuki. Thanks for joining us once again for Growing in Grace. The Cap here, Mike Kapler, Joel Brzezinski, the Breeze Man, is with me too. And we want to say thank you to everybody for not only listening and uh, your words of encouragement to us, but for passing it on to people that you know that we are here, wherever you happen to be listening to us from on the World Wide Web. We say thank you, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to continue meeting like this for, for many weeks and years to come. And I just want to say I'm Joel Brzezinski, not to be not to be confused with another person that I recently found out about <laughs> that, that uh, has the same name as me, except one letter is missing from the last name. And I found that hard to believe, but apparently somebody searched uh, searched go- did a Google search for somebody of the same name as me, except with that letter missing, and they landed on my site. And I did the Google search myself, and I found out there is another person. I thought I was the only one in the world with Joel and then the last name Brzezinski, the way it's spelled. But just take one letter off, and you've got this other guy. And I just found that weird, very, very weird. All my life, I thought I was the only one. But anyway, uh, when you said my name there, it just reminded me of that. So it's very interesting. I wonder if there's other Mike Kaplers in the world. In fact, I think there are, because I know I've searched for your name before to see where our program would show up on the Internet, and I found other Mike Kaplers. Only by name, my brother. (laughs) Only by name. That's right. You're one of a kind. We know that much. No one can take your place. I'm not. I'm not one of those cookie cutter Christians. <laughs> that's right. And hey, that's a that's a good uh, way to get into what we want to talk about today. At least the perspective that I want to look at some things today. And maybe we'll stay on this. Maybe not. But last week we talked about Hebrews 11 and some of the people that are mentioned in the Hall of Faith. Like you said last week, it's not what God has called it, but kind of what man has has come up with to describe the people mentioned in in Hebrews 11, various people who by faith did various things. And we talked about how it's not what they did, but it's their faith. The fact that they trusted God and they weren't trusting in themselves is what this is all about. Because as Hebrews 12 goes on to say, let's look to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. So, So it's not about us and how well we can manage to to have a great amount of faith, but just do we trust God or don't we? And do we understand that Jesus is the one through whom our faith comes and he's the one who perfects it and and works it out and, and, and ties everything together in our life so we can rest, we can relax, and we can simply trust him and his work in us. We'll get into a little bit of uh, some more of these people today as well, Mike. Well, let's move on to, to our next character here, Joel. Um, Enoch. Uh, Verse 5 of chapter 11 from Hebrews. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And he pleased God by faith, by trusting in him. And uh, it's interesting here that we we take a break in verse 6 from uh, our Hall of Faith characters. And the writer says, by faith, he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe, first of all, that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We'll spend a minute on this, but uh, here's Enoch. I mean, the the guy is carried away. He didn't die. 
How many people can say that? I can only think of three. You got Enoch, you got Elijah, and you know the third one, Joel? I'm not sure who you're talking about. Uh, Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see, what book of the Bible is he in? <laughs> the king. No, 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 that's Jesus. He's the king. <laughs> no, well, uh, just having a little well, fun. Well, hey, because what I was thinking of when you said that, some people think that the uh, Apostle John... Uh, perhaps never did because of a conversation that uh, Jesus had with was it with Peter and you know what if what if I want him to be alive you know to remain until I come back and so some people think that perhaps the Apostle John is still alive and living on the earth but that's neither here nor there but possibly here on the earth I don't know <laughs> certainly not here anyway it might be over there I don't know um, I've heard that uh, traditional line of thought too about John I, I don't know that. I guess that's why they put him over on the island because they couldn't kill him that, that's where he so. wrote the book of Revelation hmm. yeah so, well in any case it, uh, the, the point here with Enoch is how did he please God uh, it wasn't just that he was um, operating out of obedience through self effort it was because he was somebody who simply trusted in God. And so it was by faith that uh, he was taken away so that he did not see death. He had this testimony that he pleased God. And how did he please God? By faith. It wasn't by just trying to do all the right things. But of the right things that Enoch did, he did them because of faith because of his trust in God. And with again, without faith, it's impossible to please him. And remember what we've talked about in past programs, maybe not lately, through some various scriptures that we've covered in the past, we have defined faith as the opposite of works. So keep that in mind as we, re- we, as we uh, read through Hebrews chapter 11. And, and sometimes I think as well, uh, we've talked about how faith is the opposite of fear, um, in in a sense, because, now because talking about Enoch here, uh, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So those who diligently seek him, I've heard that taken in so many ways that we need to be on our knees all the time, just seeking after God and making sure that oh, we're just seeking after God. But look at this in regards to what faith is. Look at back to Adam and Eve. When they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they were actually seeking not God, but they were seeking after wisdom. They were seeking after something that they thought would make them more like God, but they weren't really seeking after God. And then after they ate from that tree, what happened to them? They hid. They didn't diligently seek God. They hid. Now, in their lack of faith that God loved them and was for them, they hid from him. But by faith, we can diligently seek God. Not struggling and striving to do it, but just knowing that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Knowing that he loves us. Knowing that he's a rewarder, not a condemner. Not somebody who puts us down. Not somebody who condemns us or curses us. But he loves us and he loves giving to us. That's kind of what I get out of what faith is, knowing that this is God's character. He is a rewarder. Look, you're going to feel like running and hiding if you don't know about the love of God and and how he feels for you. All of my life, for a good part of my Christian life anyway, you know, when when I failed, when I frustrated my own self because I wasn't living up to whatever standard I had set spiritually, I just felt like running and hiding, just like Adam and Eve did. I just wanted to get. I just wanted to pretend God even wasn't there for a little while, and eventually I would just kind of go back and 
confess and rededicate and start all over again. And so I had this mentality all the time that I, I was always afraid of what God was thinking of me, what he might do to me, where I stood with God. And it just made me want to hide whenever I failed because I didn't realize that he was a rewarder. Now, it says of those who diligently seek him, sure. Let's talk about that for just a second, as, as Joel was talking about. Uh, when, we, when we were kids, we used to play a game called hide and seek. The good news that a lot of Christians don't understand today is that God is not the one who is hiding. <laughs> <laughs> good you know? point. So, so don't, don't misunderstand, as Joel was explaining, don't misunderstand what that word seek even means. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing, if you walk away with nothing else, please understand that, that God is a rewarder. And you're right, Joel, I was one of those people who used to teach that faith and fear were opposites because that's what I was taught. And I know where that comes from. But in reality, as we understand the gospel a little bit better here today, uh, it's easy for me to see now where faith and works are really more of an opposite. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Love and fear tend to be more opposite because there there are people who um, don't understand the the, the love that God has for them and and, and they walk around with fear, which, which God does not give us that spirit of fear. So uh, Enoch here uh, pleased God, but it was by faith. It wasn't because he was a perfect believer. Remember what we said last week. It isn't so much that these are great people of faith, but these are people who had great faith. And you listening right now and I, we can all have great faith. It just simply, I I think a, a big part of it probably comes down to learning more about who God is, getting to know Him, and, and growing in that relationship. Because as, you, as we get to know Him better and understand that He is a rewarder, that He is not against us, that He is for us, that He wants good things for us, as we begin to understand that more, I think that's also going to allow us to be able to not only have great faith, but let me, let me back up for a second here, because it's important to understand, too, that it's not up to you and I to establish great faith. Mm-hmm. Now, we may grow in it, but it's not because of our efforts to achieve great faith. What Joel was talking about before, that Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith, we can't even take credit for that. But as we get to know him, I think it's going to be easier for us to trust in him. And and that will lead to faith being manifested. And I think, you know, uh, there's a couple more things, at least. I'm I'm sure we'll have to do another program on on all this because uh, several thoughts have have come to mind. and, And they've been on my mind for a while. And I think it's worth talking about that uh you know one of the things you started off by talking about you're not a cookie cookie cutter christian you know one thing that i've i've noticed in reading through these people in hebrews 11 they're all so different everyone in that we read about is so different in in the things that they did in the lives that they lived in their personalities in their character all kinds of things about them were so different, and that's a and that's a really good thing. Not that they were Christians, uh, obviously, because Christ hadn't come. There was no such thing as born again Christians at the time. But these were people of faith, and you can look at their lives and go, "Man, th- these are some people who don't have to do all the same things in order to be considered people of faith." And along with that, one of the things that I've noticed: the acts that they did weren't based upon any given set of rules. 
when you read about Noah and what he did, when you read about Abraham, Sarah, all these people that we've already mentioned, uh, it, it goes ahead and mentions Joseph, uh, Moses, and all these people. Even the th- you know the things that they did weren't based upon laws and commands, but the, the, the works that they did, which showed their faith to be true. And again, we want to make sure that we focus on the fact that it's their faith that we're talking about here. Their, their works were simply a showing of the fact that they did already have faith. But so many of, of the things that they did were simply a natural result of trusting in God. Uh, and the things that they did weren't based upon commands. They were based upon just living their life day by day, and this is the, these are the things that they found to do as a result of trusting in God. I don't know how well I said that, but the point is that to live by faith is not a matter of living by rules. It's a matter of just living your life every day, trusting in God, knowing that he's good to you, and knowing that the things that you do as a result of your faith are simply walking in a trustful relationship with God. Well, with that said, it's time to wrap things up for another week here on Growing in Grace. Hey, uh, our Growing in Grace program originates on Grace Walk Internet Radio, and that's found at gracewalk.org. It's fabulous, 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week programming that's based upon the grace and the love of God. Uh, so check that out, Grace Walk Internet Radio at gracewalk.org. And all of our past programs, the Growing in Grace program, can be found archived at graceroots.org. I'm Joel Brzezinski, the Breeze Man, along with Mike the Cap Kapler. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.